Welcome to the Stuff and Jump Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read to what we did, and what we do, you know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert, and for this episode, I thought we would go ahead and do a little bit of a retrospective here, since we were just about five episodes away, or is it four episodes? Math, math. Five episodes away from the 500th episode. So I, th- I thought I'll address a couple of things here. A couple? One thing. I thought I'd address the fact that, that as you listeners should know by now, we do not do interviews in this show, not necessarily. I mean, I do interviews with David Glancer from Comic-Con on an annual basis, except for last year. Actually, I did do one last year, except for this year, which may still happen. Anyways, <laughs> so anyways, so yeah, we don't do interviews on this show on a regular basis, unlike the millions of podcasts out there. But it isn't like we haven't done interviews on this show, uh, not counting the David Glanzer one. And even when I had uh, Marius Digby on my show, she was a guest co-host. I wasn't really interviewing her. So, but there has been interviews, usually at conventions and whatnot. And I thought I'd go ahead and share some of those here for you listeners who've never heard them before, um, especially since I think the last one interview I did was back in like 2018. Is that right? Or 2017? One of those two. Anyways, so let's get going here because some of these are lengthy. Some of these are, most of these are not though. Um, let's start with the Long Beach Comic Expo back in, when was this? 2016. Oh, all right. 2016. Uh, I met up with uh, Kelly Hu, uh, actress. Uh, people know her for Lady Deathstrike, I believe. It's one of her more popular roles from the X-Men movies. But yeah, but Kelly Hu, uh, I did do an interview with her, so here we go. Let me go ahead and play that. Um, I'm over here at with Kelly Hu for what's that? Heroes for Hire. Heroes for Hire is is the agency that brings me to all these comic cons. <laughs> what brings you here? For people like yourself and all the geek stuff over here, right? My peeps, y- y'all are my peeps. How has your experience been here today so far? It's been awesome. You know, I, I've never been to this Long Beach Comic Con, and it's like right in my backyard. Uh, it was a really, really good turnout. And, uh, of course, you know, at all these Comic Cons, everybody's always so nice. That's the thing about us geeks. We're nice people, right? <laughs> right? And, and, and I come here, and I just get to get showered with affection. And, um, and everybody's just, you know, wanting to, like, take pictures and, and just shower you with love. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that, right? Right. Now, now, do you have a current project that you would like to promote? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something that you want to promote, no? No, there's absolutely nothing at the moment that I want to promote. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, just, just to flip it over, where, where can people find you uh, online? Um, you know, on the regular social media stuff, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I do all that under Kelly Who or The Kelly Who on Instagram. Um, and I post all these, you know, Comic-Cons. I travel all over the world doing these Comic-Cons nowadays. I, last year I was in Jakarta, Dubai, London. This year I'm doing Germany, Costa Rica, uh, Barbados. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. You know, it's, it's become worldwide. Oh, totally, totally. Geeks have ruled the world. Woohoo! <laughs> now, to flip it over, speaking of geeks, now, Deadpool was released recently as a rated R movie. It was really successful. Now, is there a superhero comic book character that you would like to see as a rated R movie? Oh, that's, that's a really geek question, man. Um, that's as a rated R movie? You can be creative. 
Like Wonder Woman hasn't been rated R yet. There you go. <laughs> no. How would how would one woman be rated R? What would she do that would justify a rated R? I guess if she was too sexy, right? Okay, right. Yeah, if she was too sexy or um, too much violence. I guess violence doesn't really get R anymore, does it? There's no. got to be like ultra violence for that now. Right, but you don't ever see Wonder Woman getting ultra violent. That would be awesome. She is pretty powerful. Heads. There we yeah. go. Rated R, right there, right there. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Good luck. So as you can hear, um, sometimes in interviews, random answers happen or unexpected answers happen, and I have to think on my feet to try and respond to that. Honestly, I don't think I'm very good at thinking on my feet when it comes to interviews. Hence why we don't do interviews in the show. But but I try. I try. All right, so next up, who do we have here? Um, this one is from TitanCon. TitanCon, and this was in 2016 as well. And um, that was a year where I tried to, uh, tried. I experienced my first experience at the Maid Cafe. If you're not familiar with that is, uh, this interview will explain that, actually. But yeah, uh, and I interviewed one of the, the people who worked there, one of the maids, Maid Midori. So uh, here we go. I'm over here at Arcane Maid Cafe for TitanCon, and who am I with? My name is Mi- Maid Midori. Maid Midori, is that actually, does that, did you get to choose the name? Yeah, that's my maid name. We all, we all basically take on a cutesy persona um, that basically stays at the Maid Cafe, so it's really fun. Is there inspiration for that name? Or you like? mm, I don't know, it just felt like a very refreshing name to me, so that's why I chose it. Now, this is my first time at the Maid Cafe, so that's why I wanted to check it out. It is, it's, it's fun. It's kind of embarrassing at some point, but it, it's fun. So is there a certain kind of outline that you guys have to follow in terms of the Maid Cafe, like in Japan or something? Uh, what do you mean by outline? Like the, the way you guys have like the, the punishments and what you serve. The, somebody mentioned about the main menu kind of thing. Is that a universal thing or do you guys make it up? Um, well, it's a little bit of both, I would say. Um, maid cafes don't have an exact set of rules, but it definitely has an aesthetic and kind of a feeling that we're trying to capture. And so it's the idea behind maid cafes is basically that it's a cafe where you can come and feel at home in a, as if you were the master of a cutesy mansion full of these maid staff that are here to take care of you. So we want our guests to feel at home. We want them to feel welcome. We want them to come and and feel like they're full of positive energy as soon as they walk in the door. All right. So do you have a favorite punishment that you like to give out? (laughs) Uh, Favorite punishment. That one's hard. It's really fun to watch guests um, try and dance. Um, because they get really embarrassed. <laughs> yes, I, I kind of went through that today. <laughs> if a guest has a favorite character, it's also fun to make them say bad things about the character that they like. Oh, that's an interesting one. So oh, just to clarify, the punishment is based on the games that you play on the table, and then whoever loses that game gets to be punished. Yes, exactly. So when you're playing games with your maid, um, you can play without punishments as well if you want to. Um, but it's also fun sometimes to raise the stakes um, to kind of have these punishments so that you're playing for something. For Arcade Maid Cafe, what do we have here as like drinks and food and whatnot? So we serve water and hot chocolate and coffee and tea. And we also have energy drinks. You also have food though, right? Yeah, oh yes, we also serve food. Um, at this event, we currently only serve vegetarian curry rice, um, but I think we're, we may potentially expand our menu in the future depending on what our venues are. Now, I made a mistake. I, when I got the curry, I started eating it. And on Friday, I'm supposed to wait for a blessing? What, what, what is that about? 
So blessing the food or charging up the food or powering up the food, it's a tradition in maid cafes where uh, maids will come to the table and basically put all of their energy and spirit into the food that you're eating. So they do a little dance or a little, a little um, prayer on the food and it'll make the food even more cute and adorable. So for people who have never been to a maid cafe, what would be your main recommendation on what they should do when they come here? Okay, so when you come to a maid cafe, you should definitely expect to interact with the staff here. Um, I know that sometimes people aren't really sure what it is and they come in expecting to kind of eat by themselves and that's okay, you can do that too, but you're not going to get the full experience out of it unless you're willing to chat with the maids and really play games with them and stuff like that. So you should definitely expect a cute atmosphere and really good food and a really friendly staff that wants to talk to you about your day and play fun games with you. Cool. Now where can people find information online for Arcade Maid Cafe? Um, so, RK Made Cafe, we have a website as well as a um, Facebook page. Um, I'm sorry, but I don't have them handy, but I, we have a card that I can get them off of. I'll go find a card. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. Look at... Wow, it's like psychic. It just, somebody showed up with a card. So, here we go. Here's the information. Yeah, so you can find us online at arcanecafe.com or on Facebook, Arcane Cafe as well. Um, and please, if you, if you enjoy our events, um, please do like our Facebook page and like our Instagram, which you can find on those sources as well. And just follow us to see where our next events will pop up. Sweet. Now, I do have a geek question for the show, for the weekend. Captain America Civil War is coming out. Are you Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? Oh my gosh, it's so hard to choose. Based on the past movies, it seems like Captain America has kind of been the underdog. I feel like he's gotten smaller roles in the past few movies that have come out, so I want to see him make a comeback and do something really big. Yeah, you know, you're not the first person to suggest that, that he is the underdog of the story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened, but hmm, maybe Captain America is just not as popular a superhero anymore, but that's why this movie needs to prove his worth. There you go. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your convention. You too. Thank you. All right. So from uh, a maid, from the a maid cafe, let's go ahead and move on to the Big Daddy Convention, San Diego Comic Con, and to a cosplayer, uh, Jessica Negri. You may have heard of her. Maybe, maybe not. If you're into cosplayers and whatnot, she's one of the more popular ones. She's been around for quite a while now. Uh, but yeah, she's one of the more popular ones. Uh, I was able to have an interview with her. And this is how it went. I'm over here with the uh, cosplay extraordinaire, Jessica Negri. Hi. Hello. How's it going? I'm waving at nobody. <laughs> now, here's the question. If you have a chance to have a drink, dinner, or a conversation with a fictional character in real life, who would it be? Oh, my goodness. Shit, that's a really good question. Like, right off the bat. Goliath. Okay, I'm just going to say like one th something from my past. This is like, obviously there are a ton of people that I want to have a conversation with, but the first thing I thought of was Goliath from Gargoyles. I think that'd be really cool because, well, he's a gargoyle. He's traveled through time. He has to go to sleep when the sun comes up. It's, I think that'd be really cool. That's like the first thing I thought of. That is a very good answer, actually. Really? Cool, yeah. I don't know. Goliath from Gargoyles would be rad. I'd like to know about like all the magic and stuff in their world and stuff, and what's it like if there's like an evolutionary process from the Gargoyles, or if they were like like golems and then they evolved into human-esque type thing. I don't know. It's always nice to meet another Gargoyle fan. I love Gargoyles, dude. What happened to that show? Come back. Please, yes, please come back. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. No worries, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. As you noticed, my interview went really short. 
um, one of the touches it did was that I kind of started like getting tired of doing full interviews. So I just tossed in a question, uh, like a question of the weekend, question of the week kind of thing. Uh, and that's all I did. Because you know, a lot of them, they don't, re- they don't necessarily want to talk to just a random person asking somebody for an interview for the podcast. So I thought it would make it easy for them by giving them like one question, one really quick one and in and out kind of thing, you know? All right, from, from San Diego Comic-Con, let's move on to Long Beach Comic-Con. We already did Long Beach Comic Expo in 2016. This is Long Beach Comic Con in 2016 as well. Um, this one, this guy you might know, Kevin Conroy, Batman. I was able to give him an, uh, a quick interview. So uh, here we go. Kevin Conroy, Batman. I'm over here with Kevin Conroy. You, you geeks mostly know him as Batman, the one true Batman of the Batman animated series. Sir, it's a pleasure to meet you. Good to meet you. I got a couple of questions here now. At the time where they cast you for the role of Batman, was there any other characters that you could have been instead? Well, when they brought me in, I really, the only exposure I'd had to it was the Adam West show. And that was totally an aberration from the original Batman show. Um, they wanted to go very gritty and dark, film noir quality. So I, I, I was very naive, actually, about the whole Batman legacy, um, which turned out to be an advantage for me because I came with a real open slate and I could just improvise on the spot in the audition. They, they described the background of the character to me. You know, his parents were killed when he was 10 and he saw them being murdered and he's lived to avenge their deaths and he lives in the sh- shadows and he's got these two personalities. And So I just got, used my actor's imagination and put myself into what I thought was the deepest, darkest place I could think of. And I came up with this very husky, dark-sounding voice that just went went to a place I didn't even know I could go to. And they hired me on the spot, basically. They said, that's perfect. So there was no other characters that you could have been? It was always going to be Batman? Yeah. Yeah. I actually tried to sell myself as Bullock uh, at one point. <laughs> because actors always want to play characters. And... Um, and Andrea Romano said, don't you get it? You'll be in every episode if you're Batman. Just shut up and let us hire you as Batman. Now, you mentioned Adam West. Uh, he has his friend, Kevin Smith, who did Yoga Hosers. You were in that movie. I am how, did, how did it come about? Well, Kevin is a big, big Batman fan, as everyone knows. He does the podcast, Bat- Fat Man on Batman. And I did an episode of that podcast with him. And uh, we had such a good time together, he asked me if I'd be interested in in being in his next movie. And I said, my God, of course, are you kidding? I love your movies. So um, it was just a bit because he wanted to work with me. And it just took a, you know, a couple hours one day. But it was a lot of fun. Now, you guys alluded in the movie that you were Batman and Robin. Was that impromptu or was it actually on the script? No, that was in the script, actually. We did fool around with the lines a little bit on the set. But that concept was already in the script. Now, today is Batman Day. And since you are, to me, the best Batman, now, not counting that, who is your favorite Batman? Well, you know, I like the fact that Warner Brothers chose to have lots of different actors do it because different actors just interpret a role very differently, and it's fun to see. Um, I don't really have a preference. I, like, I liked Michael Keaton a lot, um, but I now like Ben Affleck a lot. I think he's surprised a lot of people. I think he's really good. Um, so I don't really... I loved... Christian Bale's um, Bruce Wayne, um, but they thought he had some problems with the voice when he did Batman. 
So, you know, each one has brought different things to the role, but they're all valid. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, and have a good rest of the show. Thank you so much. Good talking to you. Kevin Conrad, man. Didn't think I would ever um, actually interview the guy, but plus he did the Batman voice. He did the Batman voice. So that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, let's move on to uh, Stanley L.A. Comic Con 2017. And this interview is actually somebody that I usually run to a lot. He has a boot there. He has a comic book that he sells. He also has another po- he also has a podcast, which I think they're on hiatus for a while. Um, the the nerd the nerd crisis podcast, nerd life crisis podcast. Uh, this is Ron Miltz. Miltz. Mil. Ron Milt. Ron Miltz. <laughs> yeah, I got it right the first time, but but yeah. So this is an interview I made. With, I did with him. Uh, I haven't heard this in a while, so let's see how this goes. All right, I'm still here at Long Beach Comic Con, and I think this is going to be my last question of the day. Who am I with? Uh, this is uh, Ron Miltz from the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast and Inland Blue Comics. So, Yeah, normally when I talk to him in conventions, we talk for minutes, but I will spare you that because listen to their podcast instead. You'll hear more for him. But I'm going to ask you the question. What is your scariest mo- scene that you've seen in a horror movie? Okay, that... That's a tough one because there's so many choices, but I always have to go for me, uh, and it's not really a horror movie, but Cloverfield. There's like the mo- the moment when they're in the sewers and it like goes to blackout, and then they do like almost like uh, 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 come on brain um, the the eye view, you know, the green eye view, like night vision goggles. Like I do not enjoy that at all. Like something about being in a dark room with something jumping out on you scares the ever loving shit out of me, and I am not. Yeah, that and like. If you remember the very first episode of Walking Dead, when Rick walks through the uh, the stairwell, like I literally got up and left the room because it's scared. Yeah, just something about that darkness scares the crap out of me. So, <laughs> so, so that would be it. It's a simple one, but that would definitely be it for me. No, but that's a perfect definition of traumatic. Right. Right. Definitely. Um, like some like some things bother like don't bother me at all. Like the blood and things like that don't bother me. But like. If you put somebody in a dark room with something jumping out, or like what was this, the, the conjuring with the hands clapping, jumped out of my seat like a, like a little girl. It's like I'm all nope, gotta go, I'm done. <laughs> you know. I guess I, I, I gotta ask you, do you have a night life in your a night light in your bedroom? Uh, actually, I do. Uh, all of all of our uh, 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 like in all the bathrooms and everything, if you can get little lights that are install into the actual plugs. So they're like not like one you plug in, but it's always on essentially. And I have little LED lights in every one of the rooms in my house because I don't like walking through a dark room. <laughs> Well, there we go. All right, thanks again for your time. Where can people find you online? Uh, uh, we can find us at uh, uh, Facebook slash Nerd Life Crisis uh, or InlandBlueComics.com. So. Awesome. Thanks again for your time. Always, always love being on your show. <laughs> All right. So from Stanley at the Comic-Con, let's move over back to San Diego Comic-Con 2018. Um, this one is an interview that, that I've always wanted to do. Because it's Ralph Garman. If you were a, a local Southern California listener, yeah, you're familiar with the Kevin and Bean show. And uh, Ralph Garman was one of the personalities in that show for a long time. And then if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, you're probably familiar with Hollywood Babylon. And that's pretty much Ralph Garman's show as well. And now he has the Ralph Report. Uh, but yeah, here's an interview I had with Ralph. Uh, do listen. I think it's a, it's a, a slightly lengthy one, but here we go. That's what I'm aiming for. I pretty much just have three questions. All right, no worries. I'm over here at San Diego Comic Con, and I am with the man behind the voice, the anger and geek put together, personified, Mr. Ralph Garvin. How is it going? Angry and geek? What are you talking about, man? I'm so angry at you right now. 
No. See, if Lewis... Thanks for having me. No, no problem. If Lewis Black was more angrier, I guess he could take that crown, but... No, it's all yours, man. It's all yours. Lewis Black's one of my favorite comedians. Unbelievable that no people don't love him. Now, we are in Comic-Con. What is one of your most memorable experiences or memories about Comic-Con? Uh, my late friend Adam West was here at many Comic-Cons, and I got it one chance... Jeez, I don't know, three years ago? We were here together, and I was hanging backstage with him, and uh, I just remember him telling me... I asked him, Did, could you ever imagine... At this point, it had been, I don't know, 45 years since uh, the Batman show had aired. He said, did you ever imagine when it was going on that this, that this legacy, that this, that this project that you were working on would still have this much life in it, that people would still love it so much, that we still want to talk to you about it? And he said, no, I didn't, Ralph. And if I had, I would have asked for more money. <laughs> and that always made me laugh when I thought about that, so... Uh, yeah, when I think of when I think of Comic Con, I largely think of Adam because um, you know when, my whole introduction to the world of comic books and superheroes and nerddom and all that stuff came from him. So I, I think about him every time I'm down here. He was actually my first Batman. My, my dad took me when I was like five or six years old to a movie, and we saw the Batman the movie. That was my first exposure to Batman. To many of us, he was our first Batman. If you were if you got into this as a kid of a certain generation. Uh, you, you remembered watching either the movie, like you said, or the reruns on television. And before there was so many great comic book and superhero programs now on television to watch and movies, there was only, there was George Reeves' Superman and there was Adam West's Batman and, and maybe Lou Ferrigno as the Incredible Hulk. But that was it for, for folks like us who loved superheroes and wanted to watch them on television. That's all we had. Now, as a fellow podcaster, what's the most frustrating thing about podcasting? You know, for me, um, it only happens with my show, The Ralph Report, that I do now, my solo show. It doesn't happen so much with the Kevin Smith show I do, Hollywood Babylon, because that's a live show, and we record it live, and we pretty much put it up as live. But The Ralph Report is very much a produced show that has music and sound effects, and um, it, for me, the frustrating part has been the technical aspect of it. I was never very much an audio technician, and now I'm having to learn how to do more and more of that. So I have a lot more respect for the technical aspect of audio than I ever did as a performer. I remember the, the thing where you had an interview and you didn't get the recording because you forgot to press record. That's happened to me, and yes, you're right. It's frustrating. I've done it twice now. I, one, I lost, I lost a complete interview because of uh, batteries that went dead in my recorder. I lost another interview because the microphone settings were way off accidentally and the, the sound was so distorted it was unusable. So I have learned the hard way how to uh, be a better and better technician, but I have endless respect for t audio techs. It is a learning process. Now I'm asking this to everybody here at Comic-Con. If you had the Infinity Gauntlet, what would be the first thing you do? Get rid of Bieber, Justin Bieber. I would just snap my fingers and make Bieber go away. Maybe Taylor Swift, too. Maybe Tadoff Switler and Justin Bieber would both go away. That would be my first finger snap. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Ralph. Enjoy the rest of Comic-Con. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Make sure to listen to The Ralph Report at patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. Now, if you ever heard me do voices in this show, it is because of Ralph Garman. He, was, he is my main inspiration of doing voices in this show. I used to do it a lot more often in the first hundred episodes, I would say. And I don't do it as much anymore, but, but when I do voices in the show, it is because of Ralph Garman. 
Um, but now, but on the on the similar subject matter, speaking of the Kevin and Bean show, um, I did interview Kevin Ryder off the Kevin and Bean show, and currently right now off the Kevin and Sluggo show. But um, he's a guy who isn't serious, <laughs> so so I wasn't sure what to expect from him as I interviewed him. But uh, here, take a listen. I'm here outside here at Comic Con, but I'm here with. Kevin Ryder from the Kevin and Bean Show. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Doing all right. Sweaty, tired, but you know how it is. <laughs> you have sound effects, brother, you? Oh, you're going to blow my mics. So, uh, what is the most craziest thing you saw this weekend? So the most what? Craziest? Yeah. What's the craziest thing we saw this weekend? My poop. Dave's poop. Dave's poop. I, I don't believe that. There's got to be things more crazier than that. That's terrible. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just it's general craziness. There's a thousand people in every five feet. So well, when you say a thousand, you mean like two hundred thousand? Two hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> that was an inaccurate count. All right. So you watched Avengers: Infinity War, correct? Yes. Yes. yes of course. If you had the Infinity Gauntlet, what is the first thing you would do? That's a great question. Um, I wouldn't make everyone half the people disappear. I'll tell you that. That would not be what I would do with it. But I don't know. What about you? Me, I will have more more wishes, but I already have the Infinity Gauntlet. I can do whatever I want, yeah, right? True. But yeah, so I, I will be like a cuter, handsome guy that everybody will like, I guess. I mean, honestly, that's probably a pretty good idea. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for your time. You're Enjoy welcome. the rest of the show. You're welcome. Have fun. Yeah, so there we go. Um, I should have thought of my own answer for that question I made about the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> And I was put in the spot there. So, stupid answer. Like, I guess, you know, he had he, he had a laugh, I guess, from, from my answer. But yeah. All right, let's move on to the other uh, Comic-Con-related uh, convention here. WonderCon. WonderCon Anaheim 2018. And for this one, who should I put? Oh, Joni Brosas. Joni Brosas is another cosplayer. Um, I think this, I believe, is my... Third or fourth interview with her, but I'm playing you this this one because it's a pretty lengthy one. You guys ready for a nice long uh, interview? No, okay, but here it is anyway. So yeah, Johnny Brosas, take a listen. I'm over here with the great, awesome, most talented cosplayer Johnny Brosas. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. And how about yourself? Enjoying your stay here at WonderCon so far? Absolutely. It's a lot bigger than I expected. I don't know why I expected it to be smaller, but it's not. <laughs> Now, I do have a couple of questions to ask you. Uh, first off, uh, let's talk about your cosplay choices. You have different cosplay every day of the, of the convention. I do. So um, today is Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Uh, the new movie came out, which I didn't see yet. Don't, don't spoiler me. I don't <laughs> And then um, tomorrow is going to be Rey, but it's going to be a dark Rey because I want her to be on the dark side. So I did one of those. Um, I've never worn it before, so it's going to be new. And then I'm going to do Red Sonja, which I've never worn to a show either, but I've got the new comic book coming out. Um, I'm going to be on the cover in, I think, late April. So I want to kind of, you know, get that out there. <laughs> I actually do really love your Ray. Your Ray. So the Dark Ray thing is very curious. I'm very looking forward to that. And now, okay, what, what has been, speaking of cosplay, what has been your most popular cosplay? I know Lara Croft is really popular, Vampirella is really popular, but is it one of those two or is it something else? Um, I think those two are my most like known for cosplays. That's why I brought Tomb Raider back. I don't usually wear her at conventions anymore. I kind of retired her, but I pulled her out for the movie. 
Uh, Vampirella is really popular, but there's only certain conventions that'll let me wear it. So I'm trying to make a new one that is a little bit more convention friendly. So we'll see how that goes. I, I thought the cape kind of like solves that problem, doesn't it? I wish it solved that problem, but people really don't like it sometimes. Like, people really love it, the ones who do love it, the ones who don't like it really don't like it. So I have to be really careful with that one. Totally understand. Now, uh, what do you think about Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft, Tomb Raider? I loved her in Ex Machina, so, and I thought she was just like a perfect human being in that movie. She was just gorgeous. So I'm really excited to see what she does with the character because... Um, I've only seen her in Ex Machina, and she's, she was a really strong character. She's very, you know, vulnerable to start, and then she's just, like, kicks ass in the, in the end. So I'm just like, okay, I want to see what she can do with this. Now, what can you tell all, all those people who said that she doesn't have the figure for Lara Croft? What is your, what, what would you tell them? I have no boobs. <laughs> Everybody can be Lara Croft. Like, and no one has triangle boobs, so <laughs> no one can be Lara Croft. She's not real, <laughs> for one. Let's get let's get that through your head. But I think anybody can be whoever they want to be, honestly. And, and this is, I feel like she's kind of younger, so it, it's more realistic and it's more relatable. And I wanted, I think they want her to be relatable for, you know, young women to see and be you know, strong women, kick-ass women, and I, I, I think they're going in the right direction with that. She's not like a Barbie doll. She's real. I totally agree. It kind of, it kind of raises the level of respectability for the character right. now that she actually looks like a regular woman. Right, yeah, and, you know, and that's not to say if you want big, fake boobies, you can have big, fake boobies. Those are awesome, and you can be, you know, the video game version of her, and that's what's awesome is that, you know, being able to cosplay as different people with different body types is awesome. So I think they're doing a good job with the movie to hopefully make it more relatable to, you know, women who don't have big boobs. That's Angelina Jolie's side, you know? So <laughs> we got a little bit of both. Speaking of boobs, you have this character called Arcana Trice, which has three boobies. Now, how was the whole experience voice acting for the character? Everyone notices the three boobs. She has three arms, too. <laughs> <laughs> no one notices the third arm. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh, that was one of the best days of my life, was recording for Arcana Thrice. Um, she's this saucy southern girl that's just slightly annoying and very condescending and rude. And it, it was fun because I got to be, like, me when I'm grumpy. <laughs> so I got to kind of pull that out of my character as me, you know, and bring it into Arcana Thrice. So she gets to kind of be, she's blonde, she hardly looks anything like me, but um, she was really fun to kind of pretend to be for the day. And, and being a cosplayer, I think I got to be in that certain mindset that was needed for voice acting. So hopefully, you know, people look it up. Um, it's going to be on uh, the Oracle of Outer Space. So oracleofouterspace.com is where it's going to be at. So you can uh, see trailers and stuff. Right now they're working on the animation. So you can hear little uh, clips and you'll hear my voice. It's, it doesn't sound like me, but it's a little bit southern crazy me. So <laughs> Any kind of a tease of what, what it sounds like? Oh, gosh. How do I pull it out? I don't even know what she says. What does she say? She, it's kind of southern and she's a little bit crazy and she's kind of annoying and rude to people, but she doesn't really care. <laughs> awesome. Can you do other impressions? Oh, gosh. I don't have impressions. 
No, that's that's my easiest one is the southern one. That's why I went to that one. He's like he's like, how about how about southern? How's your southern accent? I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I grew up in Alabama, so I know southern. <laughs> when I was little, I wanted to be Miss Alabama when I grew up, so that's that's why I always hold on to the southern accent. I I wish I could do more British accents because I play. I mean, obviously Laura Croft. She's got the British accent. Ray's got the British accent. I'm really not good at British accents. It might work. A lot of British actors say that it's easier to do, for them to do a southern uh, voice yeah. because it's kind of similar. Yeah. Is it really? Oh Maybe. <laughs> I don't. I, I have to spell it in my head to be able to like get the impressions. It's it's hard. I spell. I respell words like 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 coffee. Coffees is like C-A-W-E, and then once I get one word, then I can do the rest of them. And then I can do, like, the awful, like, Jewish mother that's angry at everybody. I usually do that when I'm talking to people, and I'm really angry at a convention because people keep talking to me. <laughs> but those are about all I have. <laughs> all right. Now, there's a big movie coming out called Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. Now, what do you want to see, or what don't you want to see happen in the movie? My favorite characters to die, but I have um, I, I have a big crush on Spider-Man, so I want to see more Spider-Man. So it's okay if I don't know. Do you see who do you think's gonna die? I, th I think I think Iron Man might die. I honestly think that nobody's gonna die in the first one. Really? Oh my I gosh! Think so. I think one person's gotta die, just one. Well, the Vision seems like the obvious choice, but maybe they won't do that. Oh, I Vision so much. He's so beautiful. But yeah, I mean, we did see that in the trailer, so we're like, ugh. Well, if I'm going to do a really big prediction, maybe uh, Thor? Thor, I'm okay with. He lost an eyeball, and he's not as hot. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. He's so hot. <laughs> no, but I, I think, I don't know. I really liked Ragnarok, though. Like, so that was really good, so I wouldn't mind seeing more Thor. I don't know. It's going to be chaos, and I'm worried that they're not going to have enough time for all the characters to come in because we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, we've got Spider-Man, we've got all these new characters coming in and it's just like, uh, there's a lot going on. So hopefully they don't, um, you know, you don't miss out on your favorite characters watching it. Well, they did say this is actually a Thanos movie and everybody else is just a supporting actor. Oh, shit. Oh, can I say that? I, don't, I probably can't say that. I'm sorry. Just bleep that out. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Where can people find you online? Uh, so anywhere, if you just Google Joni Brosis, um, you'll find me. It's J-O-A-N-I-E-B-R-O-S-A-S. -S. You can look me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm usually pretty active on Instagram and Twitter for the most part. Um, and then I've got Patreon as well. So um, patreon.com slash Joni Brosis. But yeah, that's me. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you, you too. <laughs> okay, so here we go. I'm going to go ahead and play uh, what I consider my most embarrassing interview. I've, I've had other embarrassing interviews, but this one was the one that really makes it embarrassed. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you the backstory here. So this is at Stanley LA Comic Con back in 2016. And and I see Alexandra Daddario. If you're familiar with the actress, I should say no more, right? But I see Alexandra Daddario, and she's clearly promoting something. Uh, my, my, and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I, I could go ahead and interview her. And then my friend, you know, why don't you go ahead? Just interview her. Like I, I, and then I'm like, I don't know what to ask her. Like, like what would I ask her? So, but I did it for the show. I went up to her, said I was going to do an interview. Maybe I could like 
ask her about the, the project and yeah i'm just i wasn't completely happy with how he played that but but you get to hear it so so here here we go this is the last interview ret- retrospective interview that i shall be playing i'm over here for with uh, baked in brooklyn with alexandra daddario and alexander daddario <laughs> wait oh sorry no he's not no this is josh josh brenner it's my twin brother alexander tell, tell me about your book say what this is a book, movie? Oh, it's a movie. Movie. Tell me about the movie. <laughs> it's a terrific book. Uh, no, Baked in Brooklyn. I was thinking client books, that's why, because you're, you're over here. Look, we're very confused about why we're here also. Um, <laughs> this is, it's a terrific film called Baked in Brooklyn, uh, directed by our lovely and talented friend Rory Rooney here. And uh, it's about a guy uh, who loses his job in the financial crisis and uh, starts dealing weed. And then, uh, you know, meets a, meets a nice lady, played by Alexandra Daddario. And then, you know... We have to watch it to find out what happens next. All right. Well, twists and turns. <laughs> when is this coming out? It's out. You just have to use the internet to find it. I recommend Googling it first and then clicking on links after you Google it. And then ju- use one of the links. Yeah, I would go to iTunes. Josh here is giving you terrible advice. So this if you click on links, you could get a virus. And then everyone might find out how much porn you've been watching. So, so, so this I is... would click on iTunes and pay for the that movie. Do that? That's terrible. I don't know what viruses do. I don't even know what they are. So this is available on video demand right now? That's correct. Right right now. Awesome. Listeners, Baked in Brooklyn. Baked in Brooklyn. Go. Listeners, go check it out. Don't go video demand right now. Second. Bye. Now, quick question. It's Halloween, <laughs> it's Halloween weekend. Do you guys have like a, a, a scary story that, that you guys experienced? Uh, I, I yeah. have a scary, scary story. The last man in the world sat alone in a room. There was a knock on the door. The end. <laughs> awesome. Scary, scary, huh? Scary. Thanks for your time, guys. Nice Enjoy the rest you. of the weekend. Thank Happy you. Halloween. Happy Halloween. And check out Baked in Brooklyn. Video on demand, guys. Check it out. All right. Thank, you. Right. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All that mocking, all that mocking, yeah, yeah. If you ever do an interview, do a little bit of research first before you go before you go ask them questions. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I actually haven't heard that since twenty sixteen, and it, it still embarrasses me hearing this, hearing it years later. But there we go. Uh, we're not the interview show, but I did do interviews. I might do quick interviews again in the future for conventions and whatnot. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. But and then uh but yeah, so there we go. Interviews. Yeah. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five by Five. Uh music has been provided by the White Access. Contact info, ways to support us and everything else can be found on whowhatworse.com as well as the show notes. Before we go, let me give you guys a recommendation. To you two listeners out there, since we're going the whole retrospective thing here, I recommend you listen or re-listen, if you've heard it before, episode 50 of the Stuff and Junk Show. It is the uh, first time I did the the story of the origin of whowhatwears.com, the Stuff and Junk Show, I said a movie blog, etc. The reason why I'm doing I'm talking to you right now, the reason why you're listening to this podcast right now. I mentioned the origin story on episode 50. So it was just quite a while back. And here we are about to hit the 500 episode. 
could have thunk. All right, this was episode 495 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who at Worst Why Network. <laughs>